but I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril The best damn thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrew DeFrancesco. In this bonus episode, we're going to discuss the latest Avril news, including her new collaboration, Eyes Wide Shut, plus more leaked songs and the conclusion of the European Love Sucks tour. Here's the major events and highlights that have happened since our last episode. For the Love Sucks shows on April 23rd and April 24th in Italy, Wish You Were Here was replaced by Nobody's Home, which Avril played on acoustic guitar. On April 25th, a new interview was published for the Netherlands magazine Numero, where Avril discussed her career in European tour. When asked about new music, she said, I can't stop writing songs. I am so inspired. After this tour, I'm going to take some time to look at everything I have done so far and figure out the best way to release it into the world. On April 27th, Avril was interviewed by Nick Gross and Travis Mills of the band Girlfriends for the Travis Mills show on Apple Music. She confirmed after tour she will spend a few days with her family and return to the studio to work on more music as well as the Skater Boy movie. On April 28th, dance artist Elenium released a collab with Avril and Travis Barker called Eyes Wide Shut. The song was written by Elenium, Set the Sky, Travis Barker, Liza Owen, Ali Tamposi, Kevin Gruft, and Avril, and produced by Elenium and Travis. On the same day, during her show in Stuttgart, Germany, Avril announced to the crowd that she lost her voice and needed help singing some of the songs. She also performed a shortened set list removing When You're Gone, Wish You Were Here, and Avalanche, and changed the closing song from I'm With You to Here's to Never Growing Up. After the show, she tweeted, Fuck, I woke up sick today and I lost my voice. Thank you, Stuttgart, for singing along with me tonight and helping me get through the show. I love you. The following day, she posted an Instagram story thanking her vocal coach, Valerie Morehouse, for her assistance. On April 29th, clips of several songs leaked, including Close, A Ring from Tiffany's, Psychopath, and Avril's solo version of the Head Above Water outtake Break It So Good. It is unknown which project the other three songs are from. On May 1st, Avril's solo version of Break It So Good leaked in full, followed by the full version of Psychopath on May 2nd. On May 4th, she posted a TikTok walking the streets of Cologne, Germany with Femme. On May 8th, Avril posted a TikTok with the song Eyes Wide Shut. The song debuted at number 9 on Billboard's Dance Electronic Songs chart for that week, making it Avril's first entry on the chart. She has now debuted in multiple genres, pop, rock, alternative, Christian, and dance. On the same day, the full versions of A Ring from Tiffany's and Close leaked. On May 9th, she hosted an after-party after the show in London at a nightclub called the London Rain Show Club. She performed What the Hell, Girlfriend, and Bite Me, and dived into the audience. She brought Femme and a couple of fans on stage. On May 10th, a brief snippet of another track called Anesthesia leaked, supposedly a track from the 8th album. It leaked in full on May 12th. On May 13th, she posted a TikTok with clips of the conclusion of the Love Sucks European tour. On May 15th, Avril attended Blink-182's concert in Toronto. On May 16th, she posted an Instagram story sitting on a plane with a notebook with the caption, Grateful for the Love Sucks album slash tour. Thank you everyone for all the amazing shows this past year. Flying home and ready for fresh energy. Penning some new lyrics, thoughts, vibes, I love you. Additionally, Elenium uploaded a TikTok discussing Eyes Wide Shut and praised Avril's vocal performance. And Avril surpassed 20 million monthly listeners on Spotify, a career high. So lots of new music to discuss. First, talking about Eyes Wide Shut. I really like the production of it. I think it's a lot different than what we were probably all expecting because Elenium is a dance artist, but I guess for this album, he decided like every song on the album, I think is a collab. And so for every single song, I think he tried to really adapt the songs to fit the artist's style instead of his own style. And so that's why this one is definitely more pop rock as opposed to being dance, like I think we all thought it would be. So I really like the kind of modern 
rock sounding production on it and the way that the instruments are how like heavy hitting the guitars and the drums are and how they kind of like get progressively like more amped up as the song goes and it kind of just like gives you this anticipation of what's to come I really liked how the song was produced and something that was highly praised by not only me but a lot of fans is how her voice was produced on this track because I think a common complaint about the way that John Feldman produces her voice on the Love Sucks album and other songs he's done with her is that her voice tends to kind of get very high pitched on his songs. Like, I don't know what they do to it to make it sound like that. I don't know a lot about music production, but I know like a little bit. And I know that sometimes you can adjust the voice so that you can kind of take out the lower ends of the voice, if that makes sense, to kind of emphasize the higher parts of the voice. It's kind of complicated to explain, but I think that's kind of the way he tends to produce the songs. And I don't know if that's just a preference that Avril has, like she likes that sound, or if that's something that's his decision because he's the producer. But that tends to be how he produces her voice. And it's kind of a shame because I think Avril actually has a really rich lower register, like especially for being a soprano singer. She has a very rich low register. Like you'll, you'll hear it a lot, especially on the Goodbye Lullaby album, I think is a really good example. Or maybe even the Head Above Water album. Like those albums, I think, really demonstrate how rich her low register can be and how there's kind of like a warmth to it. And I feel like it's a shame to cut that from the vocal. And instead, it's just all this very like high pitched kind of sound, um, almost like Chipmunky, like the Best Damn Thing album is a really good example of like kind of what I mean by that. And that's kind of a criticism that a lot of people have pointed out over the years about the way that her voice was produced on that album and then this album as well. So as far as this particular song goes, I like that it, the vocal sounds like Avril, like it's her iconic sound and it sounds like her but they didn't do too much to the vocal like as in taking out too much of the low end or emphasizing too much of the high end or anything like that there's a very nice balance in the tonal quality i guess if that makes sense i'm sure somebody who knows a lot more about music production can probably um state it a lot more eloquently than i can but just knowing what i know about music production that's kind of my thoughts on the vocal production. Um, her voice just sounds so like crisp and clear. And like I said, she has such a unique tone and a unique quality to her voice that you just immediately know that it's her. And I like that none of that was tampered with on this track. So I think Elenium did a really great job producing this. Lyrically, I also really like it. I think it's kind of hard to know how much Avril really contributed to the writing of this song because I think some people think that she wrote a lot more of it than she probably did and they're thinking that this is like, oh, this points to why her and Maude broke up or something. And I don't know if that's actually true. I think it is kind of interesting to think about, but I think that Avril probably just contributed like some lyrics here and there, but I don't think this was necessarily like her idea to write this song. Because like the lyrics kind of don't really sound like anything she would write, but I do think lyrically it's it's a pretty strong song overall. One of the lyrics that I really like is in the first verse when it's like something about like grabbing the sides of the wishing well or something to that effect. Unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of chances to listen to this song too, too much. So I kind of don't remember the lyrics exactly. And um, I'm sure as I listen to it more, my opinion will probably change on the song. But just from like listening to the song a few times, I noticed how strong the lyrics were and how there was kind of more metaphors being used. And I think the concept of like eyes wide shut is kind of an interesting concept because obviously it's a play on the phrase like eyes wide open. Um, and so it's kind of like talking about how, you know, like a relationship isn't right. And you're kind of almost like trying to be blind to it, even though you know that it's like this is a problem. So I think the concept of eyes wide shut is kind of like yeah, like purposely kind of like closing yourself off to something that you know is not right. So I like that it's kind of a, a little bit, um, it's a little bit of a different 
sort of approach to the same topic that she usually talks about. So it's not like something completely out of her realm, but it's a little bit of a different spin on it. I will say though that even just from a few listens, I feel like the song is kind of short, which I mean, I know that's been kind of typical of all of her songs this era. And it's just kind of a thing now with most songs by most artists is that they tend to be under like two and a half minutes or so. But I do feel like the song is kind of short. Like, I just feel like it could have maybe been filled out a little bit more by having like maybe a longer bridge or like another chorus or something like that. And it tends to get kind of repetitive. Like, I think the chorus, it just kind of tends to get a little bit repetitive. Um, Because I know like when the song came out, people were like, oh, this is one of the best songs she's ever done or something like that. And I was like, am I missing something? Like, I kind of just, I think it's good. Maybe, Maybe just nothing like super special in her discography. But I think it's a good indication of where the next album could go. And like, I always think it's a good idea for her to do collaborations with artists that are currently kind of having a moment like oh I don't know too much about Elenium but I know he recently did one of the anti-hero remixes for Taylor Swift and so I think that's probably how a lot of people came to know him and I think he's pretty big in the dance world too because like for example this song actually ended up charting at number one on the iTunes dance chart and like I had mentioned it also charted in the top 10 on the dance chart on Billboard which was Avril's first entry on that chart And I think it's really cool and a testament to Avril's longevity in the music industry that she has managed to chart in so many different genres on the Billboard chart. I think that that's really just kind of like a little feather in her cap. And I think that's a really cool achievement for her. But um, going back to Elenium, I, you know, I think he's kind of having a moment. He's quite popular in the dance community. And so for her to collaborate with somebody who's kind of more current and modern like that, I think is definitely a really good move for her just to kind of get herself in front of a younger audience and like maybe people who wouldn't ordinarily listen to her music. And so I think this is a really good indication of where the eighth album could potentially go. Like I, even though this song for me, I think it's good, just not like maybe as good as other people think, but I would, I would not mind at all seeing her continuing to go in this direction with music like this, that kind of more modern take on rock music. And for sure, I really don't like the way that John Feldman produces her vocals either. So I would not, so I would not mind at all if like whoever produces her next songs, I mean, I know we know that John Feldman is working with her, but like if her and Elenium were to work on more songs together or whoever produces the songs, if they keep her voice kind of more like natural, like the way that it sounds here, then I would not mind that at all. And I think it also says something too about how, like I said, Elenium talked about the song and he praised Avril's vocal performance. And so that kind of suggests to me that this, like the way that we're hearing it here, I mean, obviously they always do like some editing to some degree, but it kind of suggests to me that he probably didn't tamper with her voice that much, that what we're hearing is probably pretty close to the way that it sounded when she initially recorded it and that there was a minimum of editing done. And so if that's the case, yeah, I don't see why you would mess with her vocals. Like I think her vocals sound perfect just the way that they are. So yeah, overall, I mean, like I said, I haven't had a lot of chances to listen to the song just because there's been so many songs of hers that have leaked and stuff. And I just haven't like had the time to go through all the songs like multiple times enough to really get like a super solid opinion of them. This is just kind of based off of like a few listens. So I'll kind of have to go back and revisit this one. Overall, this was like definitely not what I was expecting the song to sound like. I think a lot of people were thinking it was going to sound maybe more like Wings Clipped, that collaboration that she did with Grey a few years ago. Um, That's kind of what I was expecting it to sound like. And I was pleasantly surprised that it was like very kind of like rock and darker. And I really like the cover art for it as well. I think that's just kind of a really cool kind of like abstract 
concept. And I just hope that maybe this will kind of inspire her to explore more in this direction. I mean, considering the fan reaction to it, and I think it was one of the most popular tracks on the album overall as well. Um, I hope that this just kind of inspires Avril to explore more in this genre, maybe. So then moving on to the other songs that we got, because like I said, there were so many, it's kind of almost hard to keep up with how many there were. We ended up getting a leaked version of Avril's solo version of Break It So Good, which was a track that leaked some time ago from the Head Above Water sessions. And what's interesting is that, I mean, I had no idea that there were two different versions, which is already kind of strange enough. Um, This song in general it's just such a weird mystery, like why there's two versions of it. So the initial version that leaked was a version that was sort of like a duet with Lauren Christie, who was a co-writer on the song. And it was like Lauren was doing the verses and then Avril did the chorus. And now on this version, it's called Break It So Good Solo, but it's not really because Lauren's vocals are still on it. But Avril is doing the verse and the chorus. But then like Lauren is still on the second verse and like other parts of the song. So it's still like a duet version anyway. But what's really interesting is that the lyrics of the verses and the melody is totally different than the initial version that we got. The production of the Lauren Christie version, the verses have this kind of dark piano instrumental backing, whereas this version with Avril is more electronic and kind of like, I would almost describe it as like, I think it's called like Tropical House or something like that. I kind of have a couple theories about this song, why there's two different versions, why is Lauren a feature on it, and why are the two, why are the two versions like so different? I think there's a couple things that could have happened. So if this was for Head Above Water, I know that like during this time when Avril was working on this album, that she was, I think, getting a lot of outside songs as it was, because I think maybe she didn't really know what she wanted to do or like didn't really know where to go, like what type of songs she wanted to do. And so I think she was getting a lot of outside songs and like kind of experimenting with more electronic and more like rhythmic kind of songs, like as opposed to the pop rock thing. And so I don't know if maybe Lauren had the song written already and then she thought maybe Avril would like it. And so, but then Avril like reworked the verses or it could have been that Avril kind of had the song written and then Lauren reworked the verses. But I know what happened with a lot of the songs from that album, especially the ones that the two of them worked on together, is that Avril would kind of start the song and then Lauren would help her finish it. And I also know that, especially recently, Avril has said that she's really good at coming up with choruses for songs, but she struggles to write verses. And so I almost wonder if maybe this is like the version that we have of Avril if that was the first draft of it. And then maybe Avril was not super confident in the verses. And so Lauren reworked the verses with her or something like that. And also it does seem like a very different type of song than Avril would normally do. And so I also wonder if it could have been a song that they worked on with the intention of giving it to another artist possibly. So just kind of a weird little mysterious song, like why there's two different versions of it, why they're both singing on it. I guess we'll never fully know. But Between the two versions, I have to say, maybe it's just because we got the Lauren version first, and that's the one I've listened to more, and it's just like the version that I'm used to, but I have to say, I prefer that version. Like, what I really would have liked to get is a version that's like the Lauren version, the way that the verses are written, but just with Avril's vocal. I just don't really care for the way that the verses were written on the Avril version, and I don't really like the electronic, like I said, that tropical beat kind of thing that's going on I just don't think it's like really her style and I think that the dark piano thing on the Lauren version I think just suits her and the song so much more and I think it's kind of like a cooler way to do it 
So if I had to choose between the two, I actually prefer the Lauren version, but I would have liked to see Avril doing that version. I think this was a common opinion amongst the fandom too, is that most of us preferred the Lauren version. But again, maybe it's just because it's the one that we're more familiar with. But I do think musically, when you listen to them side by side, like musically, lyrically, I just think that the Lauren version is superior to the, like the Avril solo version. Okay, the next song to talk about that is a completely unheard song is a song called Psychopath. And I'm not sure if it's completely confirmed what album it's from, but I think most people believe it to be from Love Sucks, especially because we've gotten so many leaked tracks from that album. And I kind of have a theory about this one. I think that this is a possible precursor to Love It When You Hate Me because the lyrics and the themes are pretty similar. And also like they both have that sort of, it's like a blend of pop rock with trap. And for example, there's that lyric, you love and you hate me. So love it when you hate me. And then also the second verse is missing. It's just an instrumental part as if like somebody had a theory that it's almost like the second verse was left blank as though it was supposed to have a rapper there. And as we know, Black Bear ended up on Love It When You Hate Me. So I kind of wonder if Psychopath, like I said, was maybe like a precursor to Love It When You Hate Me. And, you know, like I think we've we've kind of noticed from a lot of the Love Sucks leaked tracks that there is sort of like they're sort of like sister songs in a way where there's a lot of songs that are kind of similar, you know, lyrically or thematically or maybe even musically. And then there's kind of like a few songs that are all similar. And then you see one that ended up on the album. And so that kind of almost confirms it for me that this might have been, you know, like she wanted to write a song with this type of theme. And so, you know, that would kind of make sense that this belongs with Love Sucks then. And I also know too, I think Love It When You Hate Me was one of the last songs to get completed for the album. And so I kind of wonder if Psychopath was one of the earlier songs written and she wanted to do this theme about like discussing a toxic relationship kind of. And then they came up with the idea for Love It When You Hate Me. And like, maybe they were like, yes, we want to have a rapper or a collab of some kind and they didn't know who. And so they left the verse blank because I know that for Love It When You Hate Me, I know that Black Bear, I think, actually wrote his own rap verse for it. So it's like they were going to leave it blank and whoever they picked was going to write their own verse for it. And then, of course, they scrapped it or maybe they couldn't find somebody or they scrapped it. They wrote Love It When You Hate Me and then they said, let's have Black Bear be on this. So I just kind of wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Like, that's just my own personal theory. I'm not saying that that's confirmed. It's just my own little theory about maybe like where this song belongs. And I think it honestly would uh, make a lot of sense that it's the precursor to Love It When You Hate Me because of that connection with the lyrics and the fact that the themes are pretty similar. And then also she keeps saying blah, blah, blah through the song. And that is also a lyric that is featured in another Love Sucks outtake called Shut Up, where she says like, blah, 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 you go on and on forever. So just like a couple little lyrical parallels that I noticed while listening that like share some some parallels with other Love Sucks songs. So that kind of like is just how I'm thinking, you know, this relates to Love Sucks and that this belongs in that kind of universe. So as for the song itself, like what I think about it, it is catchy. And I'm kind of surprised at how many people like it because I just can't get behind the subject matter or the lyrics, like especially given what's going on right now where she's dating Tyga. I just feel like this song does not really read well in this day and age like romanticizing a toxic relationship I mean it's the same thing with love it when you hate me where it's like romanticizing a toxic relationship and it's like I think maybe a decade or so ago like 10 to 20 years ago that was pretty common in themes of like books movies tv shows where it was seen as this romantic thing if like a couple was always fighting with each other because it meant that they were like passionate and like they really like care about each other or whatever 
And I feel like now we've sort of progressed as a society where we realize that's not healthy and that should not be romanticized. And so I, I just, I know it's like just a song and it's just for fun, but I, I really wish Avril would stop writing songs with that theme or that message because I don't think it's healthy, even if it's just a song and it's just for fun. Like it, it just really takes me out of the enjoyment of it. Like it, it kind of like prevents me from being able to enjoy it. Like I think that Psychopath is really catchy, like melodically and it gets stuck in your head really easily, but I cannot get behind the message or the lyrics of it. And so I'm glad that like if there is any song that had to have that message on the album that they went with Love It When You Hate Me instead, I think that that's like slightly more palatable, not much more, but I think it's like slightly more palatable than this one and maybe not like as extreme. Like, I mean, I just think the lyrics like, I know that you're a psychopath, but maybe I like it like that. And maybe it's your psychopath that makes me want you so bad. Like, I don't, it just like does not, like, I don't know. I think it's one of those things that sounds better in fiction than it does in real life. Um, So frankly, I'm just glad this one was left on the cutting room floor for that reason. And I also am not really a fan of the trap beats or anything either. I just don't think that that really suits her. I think they pulled it off a little bit better and love it when you hate me. It wasn't like quite as like in your face, I guess. So this was one that a lot of fans surprisingly really liked, and I guess I'm just in the camp that uh, this one's not for me. The next one is Ring from Tiffany's, and again, it's not confirmed completely what album this is from, but I think most people are thinking it's from Love Sucks, and I think it has to be because it's, like, the sound is the one that fits, like, the most close to that album, but it's definitely not as, like, pop punk. It's not as fast-paced, and I'm not sure if John Feldman produced this one because it kind of it sort of sounds like something he would produce, but also kind of not. So it's hard to tell. But I, I'm thinking it has to be from Love Sucks. And I think it's possible. I feel like it should have made the album because I think it would have just added a little bit of variety. But I feel like it probably didn't because it was not as up-tempo. Like, I think she wanted almost the entire album to be very fast-paced, like very fast, very up-tempo. And this one is more mid-tempo. So I think that could be why it got cut. But I actually quite like this one. I think a lot of people were kind of eh on the song. They thought it sounded kind of dated, which I, I get. I think it does as well but I also like I think the more you listen to it I think the more it kind of grows on you and to me it's just a fun song and I think it's kind of cute and reminds me a lot of like the best damn thing like kind of that sassiness and the attitude of it I like how the lyrics are more detailed because usually with her boy bashing songs she's just like I hate you you suck but we don't really get a lot of context as to why and I like how in this song we actually get context as to why the guy sucks or why the relationship's not working because he doesn't pay any attention to her basically and so I like that we got a little bit more of a story there and it was kind of told in more of a funny way. And I have to say too, I don't know if anybody else thought of this while listening, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of Perfectly Imperfect by Modson. So I wonder if that also kind of confirms that he might've had a hand in writing this one and that that would mean it was from Love Sucks. Because I think some people are wondering if it might be from the upcoming eighth album that she's working on because they're thinking like, oh, is this about her and Maude and their breakup? And like, especially because they were engaged. So Ring from Tiffany's, I know that that's kind of what people are wondering. But considering that it actually does sound like one of his songs, I wonder if that means he would have had a hand in writing it, which would in that case make it from Love Sucks. But yeah, like musically, like the tempo of it and especially the beginning of it kind of reminded me of that song Perfectly Imperfect. So I don't know if that's just a coincidence. I like the double entendre lyrics in the bridge when she says, you're always in a rush, baby, that's the worst. I don't ask for much. I just want to come first. So kind of like a clever little double entendre there. That's kind of funny. And somebody pointed out how that kind of reminded them of the double entendre lyrics and things I'll never say. I also like her little ad libs in the background, like when she's like, I like how the song starts out with her talking because, you know, it's just kind of like a unique way to start off the song. 
And it almost sounds like she's having a conversation with somebody. And I also like how in the second verse, you kind of hear her frustration in the background. And she's like, I don't get it. Like, it, it always makes me laugh and makes me smile when I hear that. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I just think it's kind of funny. So yeah, like, I don't know, to me, the song is just a little bit more like creative than some of the other ones and like kind of stands out a little bit more. So I know some people are not super keen on this song, but this was actually one of my more favorite songs from the leaks that we got. I just think overall, it's just a fun, cute little song. And I honestly think it's kind of a shame that it didn't make the album. Um, I think it would just kind of added a little something unique to the album. But at the same time, I kind of get why it didn't because I think it doesn't quite fit the sound of Love Sucks and kind of would have stuck out maybe a little too much. The next track that we got is a song called Close, and it is not entirely known what album this is from. Some people think that it is from the eighth album just because it obviously sounds nothing like Love Sucks. It's very kind of like hip hop and trap influenced, very different from what Avril does. I was almost kind of wondering if it could be Ahead Above Water reject, but I, I, I can sort of believe it could be from the eighth album as well, just because we know she's been experimenting with like beats and stuff more. However, I'm also hoping it's not from the eighth album because if there's stuff that's leaking from like the album that she's currently working on, that's obviously not a good thing unless it's a song that she's not planning on using. But I hope that we're not seeing stuff already from an album that hasn't even been released yet. The version that leaked, for some reason, the beginning and the end are missing. But then there was like another version that was leaked that did have it. Unfortunately, the only way you could access that was by like downloading it from some file sharing site, which I didn't want to do. So I have no idea what the beginning and the end actually sound like. And I don't know why initially the version that was leaked didn't have the beginning or the end on it. I wasn't too keen on this song when I first heard it, but after hearing it like a few more times, it's grown on me. I actually really like the verses and the pre-chorus. Like I like, like I would ordinarily think that the hip hop trap thing wouldn't suit Avril, but I think in this case it actually does. The only thing I don't really like is the chorus. I think the chorus melody is good but I just don't like how her voice is on it like I think her voice is just too high-pitched and a little like kind of grating to the ears so maybe if they like produce that in a different way it would be okay so this is an interesting one because it's different for her but it's a good kind of different so hard to say if this is from the eighth album if the eighth album was going in this direction it's hard to say if I'm if I'm keen on this direction for the eighth album or not. I think it's good as like an experimental track. Would I want an entire album to sound like this? I don't know because I, f- I feel like at first when I first heard the the clip of it before the full thing leaked, I thought it sounded kind of dated. I thought it sounded like something that was very popular around like when EDM was really popular from like 2012 to like 2014, like that kind of era. To me, it sounded like pretty dated. So would I want Avril to do a lot of songs like this? Probably not. I think it's fine as like a one-off track maybe. But like I said, we don't really know entirely for sure what album this is even from. And then the last track is Anesthesia, which is also a possible cut from the eighth album. But again, we don't know for sure because it could easily also be from Love Sucks, especially because some people noted that it sounds like something Modsum would write. So again, that kind of points to it more being a Love Sucks track. I think the concept is good but it's maybe not that musically special. Like I, this was another one that a lot of people like like loved instantly when it came out. And I was kind of surprised because I thought like it's good, but it doesn't really stand out to me amongst her other songs. Like I don't, I don't see it as being like that different from her other songs, if that makes sense. Something that I thought too is that um, what makes me think it could be from Love Socks is the fact that it is kind of similar to the song Avalanche. And again, you've got those two sister songs and they just basically chose the best one to be on the album. So I kind of wonder if like they decided to write a couple different songs that are more mid-tempo in this vein about like mental health and that kind of thing. And 
that are a little bit more serious. And then they just, I mean, I do think between the two, if that's the case, I do think Avalanche is the stronger of the two. And I'm glad that that's the one that made the album. I do think that the concept for anesthesia is interesting, like how it's kind of using that metaphor, like you're in such pain from a breakup that you wish somebody would just kind of like put you out sort of. Um, And I like the countdown thing in the bridge too. And at the end of the song, I like how it does that countdown thing. So again, this might be another one that I have to listen to more and more. I didn't get a chance to listen to it a ton because this was one of the newer leaks that came out. So I haven't had a lot of chances to listen to it. So maybe I'll change my mind as I listen to it more. But yeah, to me, like, I just think it's it's a good song, but I don't think it necessarily stands out that much amongst her. I'm like, how is this different or like more special than any of her other songs, really? But I do know this was quite well received by the fans. And again, if this is a cut from the eighth album, I wouldn't mind if she's going in the direction of songs like Eyes Wide Shut and Anesthesia and maybe a couple of songs like Close. Like if those are all kind of the direction that she's going in for this album. Um, I like that it's different enough from Love Sucks that it's not just a repeat. And it is kind of like her expanding on the sound that she's known for and like doing something a little bit new and kind of more modern without straying too, too far from what she's known for. And then the other thing to talk about is the official end of the Love Sucks tour, which I guess also means the end of the Love Sucks era. Like based on the Instagram posts that she posted, it sounds like this is basically the official conclusion of the Love Sucks era, which is really weird to think about because this has been going on since late 2021. Like if you think about when Bite Me, the single was released, it's been a really long, long era from the time of the first single to the album release and then all the tours that she did and everything. It just feels so weird that it's over because it's been so long. So the tour is officially over and it was a shame that she lost her voice like for the last few shows and that the set list had to be shortened and certain songs were taken out that fans really wanted to hear. I'm not entirely sure why she lost her voice. I think she just said she woke up sick. So I mean, it's fine if like, you know, like illness happens on tour. And I'm glad that she didn't end up having to like cancel or postpone any shows because it had already been such a long time coming for these shows and everybody was really looking forward to it. I know some people were like, oh, I wish she would just canceled and like come back another time or something when her voice was better. But I honestly think doing a shortened show is better than outright canceling because there's so many factors that go into when they cancel or postpone. Like it has to be like if her doctor said, no, you really can't perform under any circumstances, you cannot perform, then they would have canceled. But considering how much time and effort and money as well that it took to get like all the equipment there and all of that and then like all the fans that bought tickets and especially fans who traveled and like bought hotels and flights and stuff to be at the show especially in sh- on such short notice to like that morning she was like oh I don't have any voice I don't know if I can sing so it would have been a lot to try to like cancel it and then like figure out another date when she could come back and everything it probably just honestly wouldn't have been worth it and I think they only would have done that if she was not given clearance to perform so I think she did the best she could under the circumstances however what I did not like and what a lot of fans did not like is that immediately after that she posted this Instagram story of herself smoking a joint or whatever I I couldn't tell if it was a cigarette or a joint but I think it was actually a a joint because then she deleted the story and people said it's because it's illegal to smoke weed in Germany so that like makes it doubly bad but I didn't like how she was talking about her voice not being in good enough shape to like perform at her best and like songs were cut and then she's smoking and it's like that's not going to help your voice so I I honestly was not pleased to see that, even though I wasn't going to any of the shows or anything, but I just thought it was, fr- quite frankly, irresponsible. And I don't know why she would also want to, like, advertise it to the fans that, like, hey, I'm sick, but by the way, I'm smoking. It's like, well, 
if you're really that sick, then you wouldn't be smoking or you're just not taking good care of your voice. <laughs> so um, to be honest, I was disappointed to see that. And I know a lot of fans were. And it's a shame that she didn't really take the proper precautions. And then songs ended up getting cut. Even when she added songs back in, Avalanche was never added back in, which is a shame because that was like the fan favorite song that people really wanted to see get performed. And also it was kind of a strange choice why Here's to Never Growing Up was made the last song because she had kept talking about how she loved doing I'm With You as the last song because it's like the big ballad and like all the fans get to sing together. And I know she loves doing that kind of sing along part with the audience. And so it was really odd that Here's to Never Growing Up got changed to be the last song. And I don't know if it was just because she felt more confident, like knowing this was a song that was less vocally demanding that she could actually like fully pull off. Whereas I'm with you if her voice wasn't quite at its like optimal performance, that maybe it was like more difficult for her to sing and she wanted to end on something that she knew she could nail. But it was still just kind of like a bizarre change. And I'm not really sure why. Like I get that here's never growing up. It's kind of like a nostalgia song and it's it's kind of like a sentimental moment in a way for the fans or kind of like an like an anthemic moment for the fans. Like, you know, we're never growing up, like we're always gonna you know, be forever young. And like, especially because we all kind of like grew up with her and stuff. And she's kind of like a live forever young type of person. So I, I get it. It's like she wanted to choose something like an anthemic maybe to end on. But I don't know, it's just kind of a bizarre change. So it was kind of a shame that like the tour started off really strong. And like, especially because she hadn't been back to Europe in a long time. And then she ends up getting sick and losing her voice. And the set list that's already pretty short had to get shortened even more. And then she was smoking and not making her voice get any better. And then she like never added some of those songs back in. Like I know like a lot of people were disappointed that she didn't play Nobody's Home for any dates after the Italian shows. It's just kind of a shame that like the tour started off really strong and then like some stuff kind of happened that made it kind of go off the rails a little bit. But I think that most people had a really good time at the show. Like, I mean, obviously people were disappointed that the, sh that the set list was shortened and that her voice like wasn't at its best and stuff and that certain songs got cut out. But I think like even in spite of those things, I think most people were like just happy to see her and that they like after waiting for three years, they finally just got to go to the show. So as for what's next, as I stated earlier, Avril has plans to go back to the studio and she, we know that she's been working on songs all this time and working in the studio. Like a fan who met Avril after one of the shows said that Avril was actually working on a song after the show was over and said that she might release music in the fall. And like that Instagram post that Avril made where she said that she was writing new lyrics and stuff. And so I, I think that Avril has plans to go back to the studio, like look at all the songs that she's done so far and like she said, figure out the best way to release it into the world. So I don't know if that means putting it on an album or putting out an EP, like maybe the songs that don't fit like a concept for an album, she'll put on an EP or who knows. And then it sounds like she also has plans to write new songs too, because as we know, like her life has changed quite a bit in the last few months, like with her and Mod breaking up and stuff. So she probably has stuff that she wants to write about that to reflect on that as well. So it'll just be kind of interesting to see over the next like few weeks, few months, what she ends up doing because now the era is like officially over. There's no more shows booked or anything like that. No new collabs that we know of coming out. So she's probably going to hold herself up in the studio again. It'll just be interesting to see how long we might end up having to wait for new music. In the meantime, I'm going to do a proper episode next time on the Love Sucks tour as I've done episodes on all her other tours. In these like drier periods when Avril isn't really doing as much like in music, like she's not as active. I do have some other ideas of like kind of more evergreen topics to talk about. So I'm just kind of 
going to look over my ideas and see where I would like to go next in the meantime as we're waiting for new music. But for now, we conclude this bonus edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform so you can get new episodes directly in your feed. And please take a minute to leave a rating or review to help more fans find the show. We're currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. And you can also find me on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod to keep up with the latest podcast news. Join me again next time on the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. The Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andre DeFrancesco. Theme music is HD and Lights by J Powell Flicks. Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod or email bestdamnavrilpod at yahoo.com.